Hello and welcome to Homegrown Daisy, the podcast where we dive into significant moments in our guests' lives and the jewellery that carry them through it. Each week we'll be chatting to a different face and voice, some that you might recognise, some that might be new to you. Now let's see whose jewellery collection we're diving into next. to another episode of the new podcast where we dive into the jewelry boxes of some of our favorite people and today I'm joined by an amazing musician who's worked with the likes of Camilla Cabello, Sam Ryder, Leanne Le Havis. She's a named writer on a song for Doja Cat which got herself two Grammy nominations and she also has the voice of an absolute angel. <laughs> I'm thrilled to welcome Laura Roy. Hello. Hello. That was great. Did you like that intro? Yeah, I love it. Do you wish it. you had that kind of intro every day, just in no, the morning? No, absolutely not. Really? But sometimes I hear it and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, you're just it's, like, it's what, did weird. I? You forget. Really? It's nice to be reminded sometimes, so yeah. It's incredible. But not every day. I don't need to be reminded every day. <laughs> well, you should be incredibly proud and we're excited to hear more about it. Thanks. Um, let's start from the very beginning. I want to know oh, gosh. where it started. How did you get to where you are today, doing what you're doing, working with those incredible people? Right. Well, I'll have to give you the very short, condensed first oh, version. Nice. As long as you like. But essentially, I grew up in a place called Nova Scotia, which is a province on the east coast of Canada. So I grew up in like rural Canada, mm-hmm. little country girl in a little village called Canning. And essentially, it's kind of, I've just been jumping, graduating from city to city. I first moved to Halifax, which was the local city an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. 18 years old, first time getting on public transit for the first time. Really? Going to school, studying, like mind kind of blown already there. Eventually moved to Toronto on and off for a couple of years. And then in 2017, decided to move to London and have kind of just been building in in my career since then. London's the longest I've ever stayed anywhere. So really? I feel like London is my second home but Mm -hmm. essentially it's just been writing and performing for the last decade oh my gosh (laughs) and why and why London and back in 2017 I think well London's just an incredible city there's so many amazing artists amazing musicians Mm -hmm. um I I just hadn't experienced a city like London I think as well Canada's such like it's it's a newer country, I guess, when you think about it. And um, basically, when I came to London, I was just so fascinated by how rich the culture was, how multicultural it was, how much insane energy and talent sure, was yeah, here. Yeah. And I was just completely inspired. I hadn't really experienced it before. So, Amazing. yeah. When did you start writing songs? When you were 19, did you say? No, way before that. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I was probably... 10 maybe like just writing songs from when I was really young just like making up songs poetry all these things and I was 14 and my parents I asked my parents if I could go into guitar lessons and they put me into guitar kind of started putting it to chords and music and then have just been writing really since then amazing yeah so I am a humongous fan of Leanne Lavis yeah and she's incredible she's one of my favorite people ever (laughs) Talk to me about that. What was it? So you've worked with her multiple times now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Talk to me about that. How did that come about? What was it like? Yeah. Well, she actually co-wrote a song on one of my last projects. So it was an EP called Tides, which Mm -hmm. was actually an ode to my upbringing in Nova Scotia. And um, yeah, it was was a session that I did with Gio Jordan, Mm -hmm. who's an incredible 
songwriter, musician, and yeah, we just got in the room and the song just <sighs> flowed out. And um, yeah, we just had some amazing harmonies moments together, just jamming in the room. And she's just one of my favorite voices in the world. That yeah. was definitely like a moment to be I able bet. to work with her, but she's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what is it like, what is it like co-writing with someone like that? Mm. What is it like, you know, if you're already a fan of their work, right? how did that feel having him be a part of your work? Yeah. I think you have to just put it all out the window, to mm -hmm. be honest, like, because at the end of the day, you're just trying to connect to something greater. And mm -hmm. I think the more you just can forget about all of that stuff and just be present and mm -hmm. be there with the person, the more you're just going to be able to work well and just get the ideas out. So I think it kind of, for me, it goes out the window because it just becomes about the music, which is my favorite part of the process, really, because yeah. it's just about being present and just being connected, which... Yeah, I love. Amazing. Yeah. Now, we've got to talk about the fact that you are two-time Grammy nominated. <laughs> nominated for two Grammys, not one, two. That is, yeah. and you're 31? I am, yeah. We've done our research. Nice. <laughs> I, was gonna, I don't know what star sign you are, though. What star sign are you? I'm a Libra. Oh, coming up. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah, I'll be 32. Oh, nice. Which I'm quite excited about. I've always felt like 32 was going to be a significant really? number year for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, watch yeah. the space. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you try and summarize the feeling of being nominated for two Grammys and that that whole experience? Yeah, it was wild. Um I actually went to the Grammys, which were in Las Vegas, which is an experience in itself. Yeah, sure. But then to go to Vegas for the Grammys is is a whole other thing. And yeah, it wasn't it was something I hadn't experienced at all before. Doing the whole red carpet thing yeah. was just kind of surreal. Like like I said, I come from a little tiny village. And even sometimes being in in London, I have to I have to pinch myself. Um but yeah, it was just, it was bizarre doing like the red carpet, seeing so many different artists that I mm. admire and grew up listening to. And yeah, it was just a pretty surreal experience. I think I'm still kind of processing it. I look back at the pictures and I'm like, wow, I actually went to the group. It's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. But and cool. you did wear Daisy to the Grammys, didn't you? I did. Um, can you remember what you wore? I wore a few of these things, actually. I think. Is it the Apollo chain in my whole Oh, room? yeah, I can see the Apollo no, chain. He's there the somewhere. Big, chunky one. Yes. I'm I mean, very impressed you know the name of it. I, I will say one of your Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just said it. And so it was deep in my brain. Oh, well done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wore, God, I'd have to look back at the pictures. Black it dress? Was, it was, was it all, black outfit? It was all Daisy jewelry. Yeah. And um, I basically wore a kilt and this leather kind of corset yes. vibe. The kilt was kind of a little homage to Nova Scotia, which actually is New Scotland. So okay, we have a lot yeah. of like Celtic heritage mm -hmm. in Nova Scotia. So I thought that was kind of a fun nod. And Doc Martin shoes, which were not broken in. So by the end of the night, my ankles oh, were bleeding. I've heard about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> not the wisest oh, really? decision, um, but worth, worth the pain. Of course. And yeah, it was just bizarre and beautiful and really cool. Got to do it with Gio Jordan and Lyndon J, who also were on the the album mm -hmm. as well. And so that was just really amazing to have that experience with them. We drove from LA to Vegas together and it was just kind of a whole 
road trip. A whole road trip, Crazy whole experience. So yeah, 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 it was super fun. Amazing. So let's talk about the song that you did co- co-write with Doja Cat, yeah. for Doja Cat. Yeah, Alone. How did that, like, how did that come about? And t- talk to me again about the process of that. I think this was just coming out of COVID era. So a lot of us were just still like working from home. So Lyndon, Gio and I got together and basically kind of were just throwing a bunch of ideas down and ideas were being sent over to LA. And sure enough, one of them got picked up by her and we got word that it was going to end up on the album. And you hear these things all the time and you just never want to get your hopes up. Sure, But um, yeah, essentially I I didn't want to believe it until I actually heard it. And when it came out on the album, they also kept my backing vocals on the track as well. So I had a little scream about that. Yeah. yeah, So it was just amazing to think that this little idea that was birthed in wood green in our (laughs) time made its way over to, to Doja Cat in LA and, you know, got nominated for a couple Grammys. That's amazing. So it's pretty freaking cool. And Doja Cat, she just like fascinates me. Yeah. She's just doing her thing. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Um, I think I'm right in saying you've been a Daisy fan for a while. Yes, clearly. Can I'm, you remember your first? Can you remember your first Daisy piece that you got? To be honest, I think it was for the Grammys, was it? which is why like Daisy holds a special place in my heart because I literally still wear a lot of the jewelry that I wear for that experience, and it was it was quite nice because a lot of the times the jewelry that I pick up is just little things that I find at markets, and they're really personal to me, and it's, yeah. and it's sweet. But it was quite nice to have what felt like pieces that were really special and beautiful for kind of more of a special occasion. So, Oh my God, I'm so glad that we were a part of your Grammy adventure. Right? Red carpet. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Um, Okay. Talk me through your jewelry look today. Before we go into your significant pieces, what are you wearing today? Well, I was going to try and do less is more, but then I just was like, you know, I what? think more is more always. It on. I love it. I kind of go in between. Sometimes I'm, I wear this much and then I try and scale it back to one or two, but I usually just like to wear as much as possible. But, um, I've got my Odyssey chain. So this is a customized Daisy piece. It is for those listening. Laura's yeah. got, yeah, it's like a, a nameplate or a words necklace. And we got that, the team made that for you when yes. you released that. So special. Yeah. yeah. So this was from a project that I released back in March. So it's my new EP, which you should go listen to. Of course we will um, listen to it. Yeah. So this is really special because this kind of marks that for me and it's a really special personal project for me. Mm-hmm. And then of course I've got this Apollo chain that I wore at the Grammys. There's a whole bunch of other things on here. I think they are pretty much all Daisy chains except for one of them. Yeah. I can see Magnus. I can see the Figaro chain. Yeah. And I then can- I, this one, I usually, a lot of times I, I love little crystal pieces, yeah. so I have different pendants and I'll kind of just slide them on nice. one of the chains depending on my mood or what I feel mm-hmm. like I need. So I like to switch it up in that way. And then rings-wise, I've got a few things, just little personal things. This is like a humpback whale ring, which is my favorite animal. Nice. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, and I got this in Paris in a little shop. This is actually really special, which was given to me in high school. And then I got it back recently when I went home to Nova Scotia. But it's my mom's high school ring, 
which I didn't really realize isn't much is of a thing? thing here. Yeah. yeah, my friend was like, what's a high school ring? And I was like, oh, but basically when you graduate high school, which is school for us at 18, it's like the end of mm-hmm. your schooling. A lot of times, it's not maybe as much of a thing anymore because I don't think I had one when I graduated. But back in the day, it was more of a thing. And this was kind of to celebrate graduating high school. So it's actually got my mom's name in it. Has it? Love that. Beverly Camp. And it says the year of graduation in the high school, which is really special. Because my mom's mom's not really a jewelry person. Like we don't have pieces in the family that are like passed out or anything. If anything, my mom is so anti-sentimental about things right so I have to fight for the things sometimes in the house because I'm like mom like this is special like don't lose this or like keep this because she'll just give things away and my mom's exactly the same right very frustrating isn't it I know but I kind of love it I love her for it that she's not attached to things but at the same time yeah I just have to make sure that I grab the things that I want. So yeah, I think I found it. Um, it was just like completely dirty in a random box somewhere. So I cleaned it up yeah. and was super excited about getting it back. Cause I remember she gave it to me a long time ago. So yeah. So it's nice to have a little piece of, of kind of my mom with me. And then otherwise just lots of cute daisy pieces. These chain rings actually are my faves. I wore those at the Grammys as well. Did you? And they're so good because they're so light. Yes. You kind of forget you've got them on. Yeah. And I add them with this ring and it love kind that. of looks like it's one big ring. Yeah. I love. Before we dive into your significant pieces, um, why do you think jewelry is so important to people? I think it's just a tangible thing that you can have to either mark a special moment or something really personal to you. Mm. Even... For me, I've grown into being more of a jewelry person and it's it has much more importance to me now than it used to. And yeah. you know, it's it's memories, it's it's personal attachments to people or family members. And also even sometimes if I feel a bit uneasy, I'll even kind of grab yeah. my chain or mean, yeah. I'll grab a pendant and it kind of grounds me. So that's what it means to me, but I think also probably other people feel that way as well. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, it's just really interesting hearing because I ask that question to everyone mm. and it's always that, it's just that magical thing that jewelry holds. Like you said, a marker of a moment or mm. it's been handed down or it's like a talisman or like a, a grounding. Yeah. Or like, you know, my mum never wore jewelry apart from earrings for her. That was just, and never wore makeup. Right. But just wearing earrings was that one thing that made her feel just a little bit put together. I love that. And it's just, yeah, yeah, the jewelry has that kind of, I don't know, magic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's dive into your significant pieces. You've brought a few. Okay. So where do you want to start? Maybe I can just start about my little crystal pendant. Yes. Do you want to hold the box? Is that easier? Sure. Okay, so... Like I mentioned, I, I love having different kind of crystal pendants that I can just swap on a chain depending on my mood or what I'm feeling or what I feel like I need. So I've got a few different ones here. This is just a really nice piece of turquoise that I got on a trip in Lanzarote. You've got Moonstone. Nice. I've got the heart pendant. That's Daisy. Daisy Rose Quartz. Yeah, yes. lovely. The Rose Quartz. Yes, exactly. I've got some amber. Nice. So I kind of have like a little bag of these and this is my little way of kind of expressing myself, you know, when I get up, I'm like, ooh, which, yeah. which pendant do I want to wear today? Um, and that kind of grounds me in a way because I mentioned I like to hold 
hold them sometimes if I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. So these all kind of are quite special to me. So I have a little collection of those. So for those listening and who can't see, um, Laura has one, two, three, four, five, five little kind of yeah. pendants, all different sizes, lots of different stones. We've got yeah, turquoise moonstone, amber, um, rose quartz. Rose quartz. Okay, well. That I've looks got a few more like Labrador. No, no, that's not. I can't remember what that blue stone. Anyway, I love like that. that. And it's so nice. Like you said, depending on how you're feeling that morning or how you want to feel that morning. Yeah. Or you want to channel that day. Yes, exactly. Nice. Which I love. And then I also, kind of similar, I swap these on a chain, but these are actually my nanny's charms from an old charm bracelet that I found. Nice. Um, I don't know, probably from like the 60s or 70s, 60s probably. Um, yeah, and I found it at home, once again, like I said, just hidden in a box somewhere and just thought it was so amazing. So what I did is I actually kind of clipped all the charms off mm -hmm. and I just wear them individually on on a necklace. On oh, a chain, nice. So this one that I'm wearing here says good luck and it's got a little four leaf Love that. over thing. And then she's got some other ones. She passed on when I was maybe 16 or 17. We were quite close. I actually were took you? care of her for a while and was mm -hmm. living with her. So this is kind of a way that I feel like I can carry her spirit with me. But yeah, they're all from little trips that she's done. This is St. St. Pierre, which is a little island off the coast of Newfoundland on mm -hmm. the east coast of Canada. Wow. This one says Quebec. So they're just all from little trips. And I like to think about when she would have bought those and all the memories that would be attached to it. So it's just quite a sweet, sweet connection that I have to her wearing that on my neck. That's really special. Yeah. And she was a silver girl as well. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got it from her. I got a lot from her, I think. So <laughs> I'm grateful for that. That's really nice. I, I love that. Yeah. Like you said, imagining her choosing that piece and mm. adding it to her bracelet yeah and yeah telling her story a bit more it's so nice yeah exactly I'm very into imagining those stories I think probably the songwriter in me I often think yeah, and contemplate sure. a lot about that and kind of yeah picture all of those things so I love that about these. Lovely. You've mm -hmm. kind of broken the Laura's broken the rules slightly. We say five, but you've done like <laughs> five. We've done ten pieces already. Now we're, we're, we're collecting no, these count as one. Yeah, it's one idea. So I just sprinkled them all in. I'm just teasing. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Where do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll I'll keep these ones a bit more short and sweet. I'm no, a, they don't have to be short and sweet. Well, I already mentioned about the high school ring. I think yes. that's definitely. Do you know what stone is in that in that ring? No. Do you think it's a precious stone? Looks like it could no. be. No. <laughs> probably not. It's a red stone. It's probably just like a semi-precious yeah. something cute. I can't imagine it's like worth a ton of money, but um, it looks beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah. So that's definitely my special one, the one I mentioned that's got my mom's name engraved yes. in it that I recently stole back from hmm. home. Um. This one's quite special to me as well. This was a gift from my great friend, Matthew French, who was someone that I started playing music with um, from the age of like 15. Mm -hmm. And we were actually in a duo together for years. And sadly, he had an accident and has a, a brain injury now, but is kind of one of my biggest cheerleaders. And we talk all the time. And this was a really special ring that he gave me a few years ago, which is a Clawdaw ring, Amazing. which again, kind of has that Celtic, mm -hmm. um, Celtic link. So that's a very special ring that I have 
from Matt. Shout out to Matt. Yeah, shout out to Matt. And then, yeah, so that's like four pretty much. And let's say this ring as well, because this was, again, nothing crazy expensive, but this was a little gift to myself for my 30th birthday. Nice. So what I love to do is I love to just be alone, go into a shop. You know, the shops that have like all of the rings with the gemstones. Yes. There's one back home in Nova Scotia called Black Market and they'll pull out all the thingies and you can just have a look at them all. So I'll just stay sometimes for probably way too long, really, over an hour, just completely overanalyzing every ring, (laughs) reading all the meanings of the gemstones and just finding the perfect ring that I feel like is speaking to me for whatever that kind of special occasion is. So for me, I felt, you know, very excited about turning 30 and having that new chapter. And this was the ring that I chose. What what is the stone? Do you know? Uh, Yes, I do know. It's watermelon term. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Is that how you say it? Tourmaline, I think. Tourmaline, watermelon tourmaline, which I had never seen before. No. Can I have a look at it? Yeah. So if you hold it up to the light, you can kind of see it's got like the purple and green. And don't, don't ask me what, what it means. No, that's fine. (laughs) But it was something at the time that I was like, yep, that's, that's what I need. That's me. So I went for that one and that one's, you know, quite special because it marks kind of the turn of a new, new decade, a new era for me. So those are some of my special pieces. I really, really love them all. Oh, hey. And I'm all for buying yourself birthday presents. Right? Self-gifting at birthdays. Absolutely. It has to be done. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing your significant pieces. No, thank you. Let's, coming back to your songs. Yeah. Um, have you got a mm. favorite song you've ever written? It's hard, but I think it's always going to be the most recent songs that I've really? written. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think for the sake of answering the question, <laughs> on the EP that I just put out, which is called Obviously, you should go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say there's a song on there called Call Me. I'm just kind of picking these on the spot, mm-hmm. which is a deeply personal um, song. And it's feel it's about feeling a kind of distance between a, a family member and kind of processing those emotions and, and feelings. Um, and I think, yeah, that was the most personal song probably on my, my EP. Mm-hmm. So I would say that one's my favorite, but then fast forward to now, which I'm writing for my album, which is really exciting. I'm always going to be the most excited about the newest stuff that I'm writing. Sure. So, um, yeah, there's a few new songs that I'm very excited about because I think yeah whenever I write a new song that's just where I'm at now and it's where I'm resonating so that's just always how I'm gonna feel yeah yeah and do you do you do um do you produce all of your own tracks as well so I'm I'm getting more into production over the last Mm -hmm. couple years so the last two EPs that I've put out I I co-wrote all the music with Gio Jordan um on the Odyssey EP there was a couple tracks that I I produced fully myself demos and then brought them to Gio to kind of finesse because he's just absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely getting a lot more comfortable in that way, just getting my ideas out and, and really being behind that side of things. I've always been involved, but more just with ideas and direction. And now I'm actually able to sit in the studio and and really build the song into what I want it 
to sound like, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. So I'm trying to carry that into my album process right now too, just being a lot more hands-on with everything. And I think it's really helped me to create a more authentic sound and sonic yeah. to what I'm doing. I think for a long time, I grew up on a lot of singer-songwriter, folk, country music, Celtic music, James Taylor. James Taylor, Carol King, all these things. Same as me. My mom only played James Taylor growing up. My dad the same. Really? Okay, amazing. Mexico is one of my favorite ones. Yes, (laughs) yes. And then like Christian rock stuff. That was all she ever (laughs) played. So it kind of, when I left home and started really discovering a whole world of other music, I really went in a completely other direction in the music that I was making. And it's really beautiful now because... I think I went from almost resenting and pushing away those early influences to now welcoming them back and having this full circle moment where I'm really owning who I am and my upbringing and realizing that that's actually what makes me quite unique Mm -hmm. is, is all of that because, you know, I did have quite a unique upbringing growing up there. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, so I'm really excited about, about the music that I'm making now because it just is feeling very true to who I am. Amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, same. When when can we hear? Well, at some point next year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're still in the early process. I'm actually about to go on tour as well for another artist for a couple months, um, doing some vocals. So I'm kind of putting the album mode on a bit of a hold okay. until I have the space to just fully dive back in. But um but for now, there's tons of music that is out there. So I'm, I'm trying to remember that I, I don't need to force music yeah. out straight away. I think for artists, a lot of times we put music out and it feels like it expires so quickly just because content is so sure, quickly yeah. consumed nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to remember that I just put out some music. Yes. And I need to take my sweet time with with my album because it'll actually be my debut album next year, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I've put out so much music over the years but I've never done an album yet Amazing. so that's my big goal for next year exciting mm-hmm. well we can't wait <laughs> um you might have kind of already answered this in different ways but yeah what do you think what's the best thing or what's your favorite thing about what you do today oh there's so many things yeah well there really good. is them. there's a it's few so different things when it comes to myself and and writing my own music I think for me writing feels like just doing a giant puzzle. Really? So I really go into a zone when I'm writing and I'm just piecing everything together, melodies, lyrics. And there is definitely a moment when it feels like you've put the last piece of the puzzle in and it mm. just feels like, yeah, yeah that's nice. it. That's definitely one of the feelings I love. When it comes to co-writing, I absolutely love just connecting really deeply mm. with another person. I love being able to have conversations with someone, have them open up to me and then I'm able to kind of help them Mm. bring all of those experiences into a kind of song form. Mm. But there's definitely this deep connection that happens in the co-writing process. And that's something that I love. therapy session. Yeah. I just love that connection with other people. Mm. And then the third thing just has to be performing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of when it feels like it's all worth it, really. It's great to make all this music and kind of be in a dark studio somewhere hidden away but it all makes sense when I'm on stage and I'm actually seeing people yeah respond to it respond to it yeah that's when I'm when I remember what my purpose is for sure so yeah great answer thanks 
So you worked with some pretty incredible people, as we've talked about. Mm -hmm. What has been the biggest highlight so far, if you can isolate one? The biggest. Is it is it the is it the Grammys? I think, I think in a way, on paper, it it does feel like the Grammys. But if I'm being completely honest. The biggest accomplishments for me is anytime I release my own music. Like that is my heart and soul. Yeah. Even if I'm playing a show to a hundred people and they are all there for me and I feel that energy, mm -hmm. that is that's what it's about for me. Yeah. Of course, the Grammy stuff is is super cool to experience, but I mean, yeah, if I'm being truly honest, it's that. Yeah. I don't need much more than that. So, so we're going to be able to see you um, touring the album next year. I mean, let's put it out there now. Let's plant the seed. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, great. at some point, absolutely. Have you written a song that you think, this is going to be great for this person. I want them to sing it and like manifested that in any way. I think I, I have in the past. So my like history of songwriting, I used to do brief history. I used to do a lot of songwriting camps and you're more so writing for commercial purposes or mm -hmm. pitching. So in that sense definitely have done that in those spaces but I've kind of veered away from that for the past few years just because I'm so much more fulfilled when I am writing for myself yeah and there's definitely times when I am co-writing where I'm more sensitive to if if I am writing for the other person I'm definitely more sensitive to what their choices might be mm. or what their vibe might be but for the most part I'm kind of writing for myself. Like mm -hmm. that's when it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for example, a lot of the new music that I've been writing, I I wrote a song about so like celebrating the process of aging. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first verse is about my my grandmother, and then the second verse is about my mom, and then the third verse is about me and just how we we look to other people and we celebrate them. And sometimes we forget to actually look at ourselves and celebrate ourselves aging. Because mm -hmm. when you're a kid, you look at your grandmother and, you know, her hands and you just think she's the most beautiful person in mm -hmm. the world. And you get older and we're taught all these unfortunate things about aging. And mm -hmm. so I'm really fascinated by things like that and things that feel really personal to me and my kind of experience of just being a human and a woman in the world and, mm -hmm. and figuring out, you know, what all these things mean and, and how I feel about them. So, yeah, I think it just makes, it's it's more fulfilling to me when I'm just writing straight from my heart and things that I'm contemplating or, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone um, that you would love to work with, um, collaborate with? Let's just say James Taylor. Oh, of can you imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that would just be surreal to yeah. just even be in a room with him and and just play and write that would be incredible i think let's manifest it yeah let's plant another seed we're planting lots of seeds we here. are aren't we <laughs> um okay what is your earliest jewelry memory can you remember the first kind of significant piece of jewelry that you might have got for yourself or the first piece of jewelry that you put on you were saying earlier on that you think that like your jewelry style has developed over the years yeah can you remember the first piece that you got that kind of felt oh, this is this is good this is proper well I think I haven't thought about this literally until you're asking me and the first thing that popped in my mind was my first communion I grew up like a little Catholic girl in Nova Scotia and for anyone 
who doesn't know about Catholicism, there's like a a thing that you a process that you go through when you're I don't know maybe like seven or eight basically right. where you lots of boring religious things. Um, but basically, um, you I I got this beautiful gold bracelet that had my name engraved on it with like a little cross from my godparents, and I remember that being like a wow, I felt so grown up. Yeah. You know, you wear the the dress and you do the whole process in the church. And that would have probably been my first piece of of jewelry. I felt very, yeah, I felt very grown up, yeah. very special. You still have it? I do still have it. I yeah. think it's busted up and somewhere at home, but I remember coming across it last time I was at, at home. And I, I think I, I left it there because, you know, it. I'm sure at some point maybe I'll want to bring it with me somewhere but at this point i'm like oh, it's, it's tiny so it's not yeah i'm sure me, but but sweet i saw it and i was like oh yeah yeah i forgot about that nice yeah quite sweet um okay before we go into some quick fire questions tell us what's next for you we know you're writing at the moment your album yeah you're about to go on tour with another artist you said yeah what else have we got coming up I mean, that's yeah. The main, they're the main. They're those pretty. The, they're pretty big. Those things. are the main things that I'm tackling. So, um, enjoy tour, and then trying to just play as many shows as I can for myself as well. Right now, just to really get my new music out there to keep pushing. Yeah. that new project, and then, yeah, I think in the winter, just go into a little album bubble mode and and hide away and and finish the album Exciting. and reappear probably in the spring nice. and hopefully with a whole body of new music Amazing. so that's kind of what i'm tackling now which is exciting yeah yeah amazing yeah okay some quick fire questions they're incredibly intense or oh god i'm barely teasing the moment i've been dreading <laughs> so silver or gold Silver. We I mean, know, yeah, silver. Look at so me. obvious. Statement piece or subtle layers? Subtle layers. Yeah. Clearly. But yeah. you kind of end up creating a statement. Yeah. So. That's how I feel. It does look like one giant yeah. piece. I mean, when I say layering, it's not like two cute pieces, three cute pieces. It's a bit. You've got about seven necklaces on. But again, for those listening, always <laughs> working about seven necklaces. And I love it. It's not even a tangled mess. Right? Yeah. I think it works. It definitely works. I'm going for it. Definitely. Um, dressed up or dressed down? Oh, both. It's fine. Yeah. You can do you. Yeah. You've got to do with both. Um, one thing from your significant pieces that you'd save in a fire? The high school ring. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. The mum's ring. Um, I don't feel this is now finished the sentence. I don't feel myself without my jewelry. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to say that. Is that true? I kind of yeah. I think if nice. we're just talking in like a uh slightly I don't know, lighthearted way, like yeah. Every nice. every day I'm always wearing wearing my jewelry. And, Great it, and it is for a jewelry podcast. Yeah. So Laura Rowe doesn't feel herself without her jewelry on. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of like my mom, I guess. Yeah. She's a fill herself without her ears. Exactly. Um, okay, my go-to outfit is? Uh, trucker hat. Really into trucker hats right now and full denim. Nice. I wear a lot of denim. Yeah. I'm in like this weird trucker <laughs> era. Love it. Yeah. 
country girl era where I'm just wearing full, you know, that's the Canadian tuxedo, full denim. Is it? That's what they call it, Canadian tuxedo. Okay. So I wear a lot of denim on denim and a trucker hat. That's my go-to. Okay, nice. Um, and finally, finished sentence, jewelry makes me feel. Jewelry makes me feel powerful. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Aww, Laurie, you've been so great. Me. It's been so, so nice to finally meet you. As I said, we've been likewise. friends for a while. Oh, well, likewise. Clearly, I'm covered in daisy jewelry. So Best of luck for whatever's coming next, the writing and the tour. Thank you. And we'll see you on tour next year. Yeah. Your album. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you, Laura. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Homegrown Daisy. I hope you've been inspired to start telling your own story with your jewellery and build on your Daisy collection. If you'd like to keep up to date, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, or join our mailing list for the latest offers and news. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and help build our Daisy chain. Join us next time for another episode of Homegrown Daisy. Daisy.